The Posing Podcast, the industry-leading source for posing, news, interviews, and so much more. Welcome to The Posing Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Beck, and I have a very special guest here today. I have the legendary Amy Fox. Hi, Beck. Hello. Uh, I'm riding solo today, so no Caitlin in this podcast, but I think that Amy uh, fills some pretty big shoes. So, Amy, it is a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. And you're all the way here from Perth. I know. I know. It's so good being back in Sydney. I love Sydney. Yeah. I miss Sydney. For Because how long did you live in Sydney for? 13 years. Holy moly. 13 years. Um, and went back across to WA because mum and dad lived there. Yeah. My brother and sister are there. Um, we've got a little boy with Justin, so we just wanted to give him a backyard because <laughs> we can't afford one here in Sydney. <laughs> That's bigger than a shoebox. Yeah, exactly. Well, we miss you and we're yes. so grateful that you're here. Um, now, this podcast is quite special to me because I've never actually really just sat down and asked you heaps of questions. And if you don't know, like I think the listeners, if they don't know who you are, they really should because you did or you do make a massive impact in my life, in my career. And I want other people to have that you know, special facts about you. Um, so I want to know, tell us a bit about who you are, just a general statement. Well, I, when I left high school, I was a little bit obsessed with the oxygen magazines. Okay. So I used to buy oxygen magazine every month when they came out. Um, one of my favourite icons was Monica Brandt and she was like the the most amazing figure competitor you ever did see. So I was to see her pictures and think, you know what, I would love shoulders like that. How do you get shoulders like that? And obviously she'd have, this is how you exercise, this is how you um, do an ab crunch and just all that stuff that we take for granted now because you can open your phone and pull it up. I would literally wait for the magazine to hit or to drop, buy it and then try the workouts. So that's what kind of got me into the gym. And also I was um, playing a lot of team sport at the time and when I became a personal trainer, I'd miss out on training sessions with the team because that's when your clients want to train, you know, after yeah. work and stuff. So it kind of just fit and I had um, the opportunity to pursue like a, a solo fitness career, so to speak, because I could train at any time in, in between my clients. So that's what that's I started awesome. doing. Um, and seeing her motivated me to do a competition. There was a couple of ladies floating around in the gym, and back then it was um, a different federation, and they just had, again, just the shoulders. Like you always <laughs> notice someone's shoulders. Yeah. Um, glutes weren't popular. They weren't really a popular thing back then. It was all about the arms um, and like this V-tapered back. So back then there was no bikini. It was figure. Like figure or bodybuilding, that's it. So I just approached a couple of girls in the gym, ladies in the gym, said, you know, like I, I've seen you transform over the past couple of weeks. Like you, you're dropping weight. Like what's going on? Like what's going on with your training? What do you eat? And they said, oh, we're doing um, a bodybuilding competition. I was yeah. like, oh, what, you know, body, what's that? Like, yeah, I, like I've seen this in the magazines. Do they actually have them here in Australia? And they're like, yeah, come along and watch. Wow. So I did. 
And then from that moment on, and literally I was 22, 21, 22 at that point, I was like, this this is, this is me. This is my <laughs> life now. <laughs> Nothing will stop me. This is what I'm going to do. Um, so I did. I did my first show in um, 2007 uh, and sort of competed or um, prepared for contests ever since. Wow. I won my pro card in the women's physique division in 2014. I um, judged for lots of different federations, NABBA, the ABF, and um, most notably the IFBB, and um, started teaching posing in 2009. And I remember... The first time posing, I had four clients and I said to them all, listen, I will do your posing every Friday night for an hour, literally in the spin room at the gym because you couldn't hire out the studio because it was being used for yoga and whatnot. Um, And I'll do it for $60 each for 16 weeks. (gasps) So I don't even even know what that works out to be. But anyway, it was like nothing. But so what, $60 for 16 weeks? Yeah. Because <laughs> they said, we need to pay you something. And I said, you know what? Like, all right, That's then. like two, $2. It's sweet $3, F all. $3 an yeah. hour. <laughs> but the thing was, the thing that I realised was I love this so much yeah. that I just want to, I want to do this all the time. Wow. Um, and it really just... That was the thing that excited me. Like I was quite happy to go into the gym on a Friday night when no one was there just to take my posing clients. Because you absolutely loved it. Yeah, and I had a mix. There was one girl that was doing um, – it was like a sports model sort of a category. Um, like I said, there was no bikini back then. Uh, there was a figure girl. There was a bodybuilding guy and then another first-timer bodybuilder. Holy moly. And then that was it. Go back to you competing – Talk me through the divisions that you did and the federations that you did. So I started with WFF, which was a – it was kind of like an add-on to NABBA. So NABBA is the oldest federation in the world. Um, it's been around forever. A lot of the IFBB pros um, of recent times have actually come from NABBA. Um, NABBA is a very, I would say, prim and proper federation in terms of the shows are not so much glamour. It's all about the history and yeah. and um, maintaining that, you know, the true art yes. form of the body. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter if your eye makeup is nice or, yeah. you know, if your tan's a bit shitty on your face, it doesn't matter because it's just about the physique. Yeah. Um, whereas IB, IFBB has kind of transformed it into this absolute monstrous machine where everybody wants to be an IFBB pro. So NABBA was where I started and WFF was the federation that you did if you weren't big enough for NABBA. So it was a great entry because there was no bikini. So the girls that do bikini now, they would have been a WFF figure competitor and then – they went by height and weight cutoffs. So as soon as you don't make weight anymore, you're too heavy, you are automatically pushed into NABBA, where the big girls are, where the big boys are, and it's almost like um, a rite of passage. And it's a really exciting 
um, notable thing to finally make it into NABBA. Wow. So, and that was, that was really, really cool for me. And then I remember just seeing, again, the Monica Brants in the magazine and they were all IFBB. And I just thought these girls are just the epitome yeah. of fitness and um, health and longevity because Monica Brandt would often do photo shoots in the magazines with her mum. And her mum was, I think, at the time like 50, even in her 60s, she was still still looking fit and, fad, um, fit and fabulous. And it was just a really nice reminder that it doesn't matter when you start, you can always become fit wow. and you can always um, – you can – you can maintain it like if you yeah. train smart and and eat well and live a healthy lifestyle like this can be you in the future wow. so it's amazing that's so freaking awesome yeah so you competed wff yes and then NABBA. and then NABBA, and then straight to the ifbb and you have a pretty incredible title with ifbb you are the you were the first female physique pro in australia yeah so they they um the uh, from memory, I think they launched the physique category, which is a category in the IFBB, which is literally in between figure and female bodybuilding. Yeah. So the female bodybuilding copped a real hit where um, I don't know if it was due to social media um, uh, popularity or mm. whatnot um, or the drugs in sport, whatever it was, they created another division that was like a, a stepping stone right. where it still was judged on – little bit of beauty, not saying that I'm beautiful, but um, <laughs> they, they were trying to make it glamorous yes. to have muscle. Probably um, more, that, more feminine. Right? Correct. Yeah. And the bodybuilding girls at the time would have a very plain suit because, again, it was about the physique. Yeah. No glitter, no glitz, like nothing. No jewellery, nothing. But then with the physique category, you had that mass, wow. but you were allowed to wear a glittery suit like the figure girls and you're allowed to get your hair done like the figure girls and you could accessorize with your suit so it helped with the popularity because it looked pretty yeah um and yeah so they launched that in the u.s i believe in 2013 and then the first shows were held in 2014 which is the one that i won wow my gosh yeah how much has bodybuilding changed since then uh, it's it it's weird because it's so it changed it has changed and evolved so much but yeah. then the aesthetics and the beauty and the appreciation that we all have for for the for the physique has never changed yeah. it's still the same um yeah like the the body's the body yeah and it's just finding um new and improved ways to build a physique and put something on stage that we can all appreciate so really they've only they've just added more divisions really when you think about it yeah and probably just more competitors and more so more divisions and then more federations yes have also come into the scene um do you have any competing plans for the future I would love to so um right now Justin and I are planning on a bigger family yay so that's kind of at the forefront um do I miss competing? Yes, absolutely. I always miss competing. Every time I go to a show and you would be the same yeah. back, you're sitting in the audience, you're just like, oh man, I just so want to be up there under those lights because there is nothing more thrilling in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
I'm sure there's a lot of other things that people sort of get <laughs> off on, but being on stage, like just perform, performing yeah. is so awesome. It gives you such a buzz and it's so satisfying um, and an achievement that stays with you forever. Like you've always got these photos, you know, we're going to be little old ladies eating biscuits in bed, <laughs> looking back at these photos, just going, yeah, I did that. And that was cool. What do you mean? I eat biscuits in bed now. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Yeah. Okay. So um, we can be like even older. <laughs> even older. Eating biscuits I in bed. I freaking love that. Well, mm. I will wear a t-shirt that says, go Amy Fox when yeah. you step on stage. But I, w- I, I would love to. Much. I would definitely love to compete again What someday. category? I don't know. I, I think in the beginning I would just train how I like to train yeah. and then see how my body looks yeah. and then pick a division. Africa. But to be honest, I, I just love posing. Um, I loved the physique category because it had the mandatory or your compulsory poses, yes. which were your front double bicep, your side chest. And that for me was cool. Yeah. Um, and I also really enjoyed the routine choreography like yes. I loved it it was mad like it was so much fun um it just yeah it that the stage presentation side of it for me was what drove me to do it I not so that. much the training it was just being <laughs> on posing. stage performing because yeah how, so how did you become a posing coach because for anyone that doesn't know who Amy Fox is she is the first posing coach in Australia and in my opinion my idol in terms of being a posing coach so how did you become one um I well when I first started posing it was it was really hard for me because well it wasn't really hard I didn't know any different but it was just like the guys at the gym would sort of say oh yeah this is what you need to do when you're on stage in figure you need to flex your biceps you need to do this and I was like okay cool and just trying to absorb all this information um and I remember my first show and back then you wore G-strings, like that was a thing. <laughs> and so I had my G-string on, it was bright yellow, my favourite colour. And I was on stage doing my back symmetry pose, squeezing my bum so hard. And I got my pictures back and I was like, wow, that looks bad. Um, how can <laughs> wow. I make it look better? <laughs> squeezing my bum. Maybe but that's what the best. boys do, yeah. you know. So if you're taught one way and then you do it, I mean, no one is that great with their first first show anyway because it's not just about learning how to pose um, because anyone can do a rear double bicep. Yes. It's about learning how to pose for you yeah. and your physique and your proportions, as you know. Um, so, And I just became fascinated with that wow. and thinking, you know, nobody has a perfect body. No one has a perfect body. Everyone has things about their body that they don't like, but – if you can stand or present yourself in a certain way, it looks perfect. And how yeah. cool is that? Yeah. I freaking love that. Yeah. And you are now obviously – well, I shouldn't say – I say obviously all the time. You are officially an Australian posing school coach um, and also the posing school, which is really freaking cool. Yeah, and I'm so cool. just so – I pinch myself every day that you are a part of it. Seriously, it means the world. What categories do you coach? I – like to coach everything because yeah. I love the variety. However, I have a real soft spot for the men's categories because yeah. that's how, that's what I feel I started with. Yeah. So that's all I had in the beginning. So I paid a lot of attention to the men in the beginning. Like I would watch old video, well DVDs and things like that of 
like Olympias and I'd stop it and I'd pause it and I'd look at what they're doing with their feet and then I'd try to make it more feminine for me when I was wow. doing it. But Because I'd, there was no social media, right? There was no, no nothing and there was no coaches. No, so, so I'd buy the DVDs or like places like um, companies like Gentech, for example, with yeah. Nick Jones, like they sponsor me. But Nick used to put out a training DVD. So you'd like literally like watch people how they train on a DVD. Wow. And it was it, that's, that's just crazy. what you did. Yeah, and you would buy it. Um, whereas now you can just get on social media and you'll yeah. see everyone training. Yeah. But yeah, then like I was literally buying DVDs and sometimes Max's Muscle TV would be on. I can't remember what channel, but you'd watch that and kind of see how someone might do supersets or and then do a bit of posing at the end of their training session. That um, is so cool. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. I forget what we were even talking the, about then. The, ca- <laughs> the categories you coach. So you teach all of them, but you have a little soft spot for guys. I've got the, yeah, exactly, exactly. And for me, I just love seeing how the muscle moves when you change, like your foot placement. You can see different parts of the, the muscle kind of switching yeah. on or switching off. And, there's, and um, the nice thing is just like you train – you get better at posing. So yeah. it's cool to see when someone is developing that coordination yeah. of being able to flex the bicep a little bit more than they were before. Like you start to really, you see the transformation and it's really, um, what's the word? Satisfying, yeah. I would say. And you go along the journey with them. Yep. All right. That's what I love. I love it when they come in and they're fresh. Yeah. They don't know anything. And then you watch them on stage and then a little part of you is like, I helped them Yeah, it's nice. It's It's, really nice. Yeah, it's so good. And like, you know, you've got clients standing there um, and they're hitting their poses week in, week out. And then suddenly they go, oh, look at this. Look at this little muscle. And you're just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can see it. Let's take a photo. (laughs) I know when girls bend over and you can see their glute hamstring or their hamstrings are coming in. Don't move. I'm I'm like, I can see that hamstring line. And they're like, no, really, really? Take a photo. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. so I absolutely feel you. I freaking love that. Um, what are the most common like mistakes that you see in men when it comes to posing? I think most of the mistakes just come from being ill-prepared. Mm. So if someone underestimates, and a lot of people do, and I've done it myself, like you just underestimate how complicated and difficult and how invested you actually need to be to pose really well. Mm-hmm. And if you start late, you're really doing yourself just a massive injustice. Yeah. But you cannot start too early. You do not need to be shredded to start posing. Um, you know, even if you're fat or you think you're fat, the posing coach doesn't care. Like yeah. we don't care because there's so many things that you can learn um, in the interim as you start to lean up, we can go into, okay, this is how you flex the muscle. But in the beginning, transitions and just the flow of the movement is so important. Yeah. Um, and I I feel that a lot of people also underestimate just how flexible and mobile you need to be to make it look natural. Yeah. So if you're – a lot of people that come up on stage looking robotic or a little bit awkward, it's either they're, they started too late or – they're tight. Yeah. Like it, it's not rocket science. Mm. You just need to put in the effort. You need to do the time. Yeah, so true. And do you really – like do you feel like men just stereotypically 
don't prioritise their posing as much as women? Oh. No. No? I think, yeah, I I reckon it's pretty even. Okay. It's pretty even. I I think the people that don't prioritise posing are the people that are um, a little bit shy. Yeah. So if they've sort of got that shy sort of personality, they feel like, you know, they're not going to be good at it, so they kind of push it back just thinking, oh, I'll start later, I'll start later. But it's the wrong mindset to have, like – those are the ones and you're the ones that we need to be seeing nice and early because yeah. we can give you that confidence. Yeah. You remember the first time that you've ever trained in the gym or if you ever see a beginner in the gym, they're not confident going up to the weights rack, picking up the dumbbells and trying a, a single arm row. Like no one is. Mm. But when you get into it, you don't think twice. The gym could be packed and you go and get your dumbbells and you just get into it. It's the same with posing. Yeah. So don't wait. That's such a good analogy. I didn't think of that. That's really good. Um, what makes you different from other posing coaches? Um, I I like to think that my point of difference is the fact that I feel I'm really good at analysing the physique mm. and helping you to modify your ex- exercises that your coach sets for you to help better a particular pose. Yeah. So, for example, if you can't hit your lat spread, I can pick apart your back training program and manipulate the way that you're executing it so that you can hit your back pose. That's what I think I'm good at. Um, I feel that I want your back pose or any pose to be at its best and Mm. I feel like when your programming execution is not not as good as it could be it's an easy fix wow like it's an easy fix that people aren't doing um because it goes hand in hand it does yeah the more and the the more you pose the more you can tweak your training to make your posing better and um the more you train the better you're gonna look when you're posing yeah so they're both important um so whether it's telling you exactly what muscle you need to to stretch or lengthen or what muscle needs to be slightly bigger for that federation mm. or where you need to improve your mobility or where you need to, um, I don't know, just get out of your own head and work on your confidence. Like whatever it is, I feel like I'm good at picking up on that. So I know um, with a lot of people they can be like, oh my God, that's so overwhelming and just <laughs> way, way too much. And I get it, but that's me. Yeah, but that's what makes – you such an incredible coach and it's not that you know clients don't just come to you do a posing session off they go you really care and you speak to their coaches and do at at the end of the day it's when they are you know they're training and they're prepping for a show so what do they do they eat really you know they have a diet and then also their posing and nutrition goes hand in hand and they should be training for the stage yes and I think a lot of people, they train for powerlifting shows or yeah. for other things to get strong and they lose sight of actually, no, you've got to step on stage and showcase yeah. all of those muscles. Yeah. Or the only thing that matters is that one day. Yeah. which is So make that one day perfect. And how do you do that? Well, you're going to have to pose. So great. You're going to have to pose. You can't get up on stage and just stand there. Yeah. How have you found the industry since you've become a posing coach – and the influx of posing coaches that have come, and I'm one of them, um, how do you feel about the market now and where it's gone? 
it's psycho because who like and I've said this for such a long time, who would have thought that you could make such good money literally teaching people how to pose? Yeah. It's so weird, isn't it? Like yeah. we've created this massive industry with clients like coming out of our ears and all we're doing really is <laughs> looking at ourselves in the mirror. Don't tell everyone our secrets. I know. <laughs> it's the best job. It's the best job. But one thing I do wish and, um, yeah, one, I will say one thing I do wish is that people would understand that, yes, it's competitive. Yes, we, were, we are all um, in competition with each other. But there is enough clients to go around. So you the, the bitchiness or the... The egos, you don't need it. No. You don't need it. Yeah. And I remember when I first told you, I said, oh, I'm thinking of becoming a posing coach and doing that. And you said to me, that's awesome. And I was like. I can't even remember saying that. Yeah, I can't I, remember that. Oh, wow. That was really nice of her. And then you said to me, no, I just wanted to say this is freaking great because there are so many clients for us to you know share and I'm so glad that you're doing it and that really stuck in my mind I think with going into business is basically going okay the testimonials just do really good work yes be a really good human and don't rubbish other people because the industry as we know is so teeny tiny it's hard not to fall into that vortex and we've all been guilty of it yeah but um the like with posing it's just like there's different personalities there's different there's different coaches you will find you will attract a certain type yeah um so don't be scared to lose clients mm. because yes. it opens up the possibility of you finding a client that actually fits better anyway yeah so if if someone leaves you for another coach yeah it kind of burns a bit yeah but you're going to find someone better Yeah, that you just enjoy the session more. Exactly, because they're not the type of client that you want to attract. Which is, That's it. Yeah. That's it. doesn't make them a shit person. In some cases they are shit. Um, but <laughs> Real in, shit. Yeah, no. in most cases it, it's actually nothing personal. It's yeah. just that they're vibing better with someone else and don't you want the best for mm. people stepping on stage? Absolutely. Like, yeah, and the other thing is don't be threatened. If you yeah. just – you've just got to back yourself – you and I are very, very different. Mm. We teach very, very differently. Um, I think you are like phenomenal oh. with what you do. Thank you. Super anal, but also so caring and the way you describe and the way you like you teach people as you go as well. Like that's that's a quality that's we're both very different and we're both going to find our, yeah. our niche within this little niche. Yeah, and I find that with all of the coaches at Australian Posing School and also just all of the other coaches, uh, posing coaches out there, when I get a client, they will hear things differently. Yes. So I will say to a client, Samantha, stand tall. And you'll say, Samantha, stand straight. They yeah. literally mean the exact same thing. Yep. But the, the way, but just those cues, they're like, oh, wow, that really hit me. Yeah. Um, and I found that's when... I always encourage clients, you know, I like my little, I call them my little babies. Yeah. The ones that come and we have, you know, I see them all the time and develop. But I always encourage them to go and try other coaches or go to group classes or free 
posing workshops and everything like that because it's their posing. Yeah. And if if they can learn one thing, how freaking fantastic. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, I'm always like, go, go for it. Yeah. Just be cautious, you know, in terms yeah. of be cautious of what they're going to tell you and always come back to the Federation criteria at the end of the day. That's and then it. make it yours. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's why I find it's just – But you know what the best thing is? Yeah. If you let them go and they come back, that's a real yeah. ego boost for me because you're just like, you know what? I am good enough. I am like really they, good. they did come back because they've worked it out themselves and it didn't take me saying, don't go to them, they're like this, that and the other. Yeah. Like you just don't need to say it. Mm. The, the proof is in the pudding. If they come back, you've done a good job. If yeah. they don't, then you need to look within yourself and figure out why. Figure out why. And that's, exactly. it's a learning opportunity. It's good. Um, and... Yeah, sometimes it's a good thing when they go elsewhere because you're just like, thank God. Thank goodness they're out of my head. Yeah, I feel you on that one, sister. I feel you. Um, What would be your advice to anyone thinking of becoming a posing coach? I would get along to as many of the free posing workshops as possible. Yeah. Even if you're just sitting in the wings. Um, I used to, as I said to you, watch all the DVDs. So now just jump on YouTube Watch what grabs your attention and find your style. So do you like, you know, more of the the softer, flowing, subtle movements? Are you more of a, a short, sharp kind mm. of poser? Like just get get an idea of what you like first. Yeah. Master that first. Yeah, I love that. Go niche first. Yeah. You're really good at yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I freaking love that. Yeah, because you, you have to do what you love, otherwise you're not going to do it well. Wow. So just pick something... Pick uh, an aspect of posing that you really like. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with saying to people, listen, I'm just going to teach you how to walk. Walking is my my jam. Like I am good at teaching people to walk. And then just do that. Just do and that. Then, and then build up. Yeah. Freaking love that. Probably more recently in your career, so I would say the last five years, you have been a judge mm-hmm. and you mentioned for multiple federations and now you are – the IFBB Pro League promoter for Western Australia. How has that been? Wicked. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Um, Again, like I wish I was competing, but at the same time, just being around athletes like gives me a real buzz. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And my thing is, is I want people to have a really good experience with prepping and stepping on stage because you'll hear lots of horror stories and I just think, man, that is such a shame because I've met some of my closest, most best friends through this industry and through this sport Um, and it saddens me when someone says, you know, I had a really like shit time. I'm never getting on stage again. Mm -hmm. Like it was just the worst experience of my life and I just think, what a shame. Yeah. Like what a shame because it could have been so much more. So I kind of – want to create um, an environment and a community where people feel safe. Yes. Um, and they feel supported and they feel like, yeah, it's a competition. Like you're there to win. Don't get me wrong. Like try and beat everyone. But as soon as you step off stage, there's respect. Yes. There's an understanding. Um, and it's it's a nice experience. Yeah. And the Friendships that you can honestly form are just yep. truly out of this yep. world. And not just that, but, you know, like 
you going through this experience is going to have a flow-on effect. So you might motivate someone in your family. Like for me, it, it could be like my sister. Wow. She's like, you know what? I'm going to go for a run. Or my dad to stop eating or like drinking or whatever he's doing yeah. and have something different. You know, like you might just – you don't that. know who you might inspire indirectly that means something to you to be healthier. Yeah. And that's a good thing. That's amazing. To wrap this up, I've got two questions for you, posing related. One – oh, sorry, one of them is posing related. Yeah. Out of all of the poses in the world, any federation, what's your favourite? Ooh. I know, it's a hard one. There's a lot. Yeah. Guys I, I really love – like, okay, Steve Reeves, the Superman, mm-hmm. he did a um, – it's called the victory pose. Yes. And it's just like you're standing tall, your feet are quite close together, your arms are up in the shape of a V and they're just open and you've kind of got your chin elevated a little bit and that's like – that's the epitome of like awesomeness. V <laughs> for victory. It's so cool. It's a beautiful pose. Um, yeah, the victory pose. The I love victory it. victory pose. Mm. I freaking love that. What is one thing that you want to achieve this week moving forward? We always this end. week? Yeah. I just want to finish what I have started. You know what that is? <laughs> no one else does. Yeah, no one, no one else does. Uh, there's something that I have been like that's been chewing away and gnawing at my friggin' brain for years and years and years and I just want to see that come to fruition and come to life and I feel like it's so close now and it makes me really proud. Yeah, so awesome. Thanks to you oh, and no. your help. That's okay. Like I just want to let you yeah. know it won't be achieved this week. <laughs> Might take okay, okay. a little bit longer. Shit, okay. But we're going to get week, there. But no, we're going to get there. I love that. That this week, I just need to yeah get my greys sorted out. Like, <laughs> if I can achieve that, that'd be cool. I freaking love that. Um, one thing that I'm going to achieve this week, or I hope to achieve this week, um, is to recover from our week that we had. Yeah, Amy and I had a very big week working on a very exciting project, and we actually have yeah just recover, um, enjoy a little bit of. Just a little bit of peace before season B starts oh, next Saturday. I need to ask you a question. Yes. How are you liking judging? Love it. Do you? Freaking love it. Yeah. It's the best. Why? I still feel really involved. I actually yeah. feel when I competed uh, at Amateur Olympia in December, I had this moment backstage and I went, I'm done. I'm done. Did you? Yeah, I'm done. It's funny. I'm done competing. Yep. And I, I always have this feeling when I'm done with something. So I did it when I made the move from television to bodybuilding. Yep. I made the decision with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You know, I have this weird epiphany in my brain and it goes – Very like strong. It taps out and it's right then, right now. And I, I can I still visualize it in my head and I went, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and I think it was for, for lots of reasons, but I went, I'm done. And so when I was given the opportunity to judge, I, one, was absolutely terrified and really nervous. And then because I did so many in a row, I freaking loved it. And I got in a, well, I think I got in a really good, good hang rhythm. of it. And I, that's one thing that I would, that's my next goal in terms of, okay, I'm not going to compete for a while 
what else can I do? How else can I be involved without just being a coach? How can I give back to, you know, an industry that has helped bring a lot of joy to my life? And how can I also level up? Because I never stop, as we all know. Mm. And so I said to Quinn, after I did one show, like one show judging, and I went to Quinn and I said, mark my words, I think one day I will judge at Olympia. And he was like, okay, just have that. (laughs) Like he always goes, okay. So, yeah, I've really loved it. So I hope I hope it and it just helps so much as opposing coach. Oh, it's honestly, it has. There were so many things that I bashed onto my clients about. So I would say, you know, when you're waiting on the sides of the stage, make sure that you're always on. You know, I kept bashing on, and then when I was judging, I was like, I was like, when you're on those sides, it's so different, isn't it? I am. I am staring at the person that's at front yeah. and I'm, as they're doing the individual walk and I'm constantly comparing, comparing. Yeah. If anything, I actually think I'm looking at the person on the side more when they're on they're the stealing. side. Yeah, more than when when they're in doing their individual walk. Yes, I was exactly the same. You know, and I, I was went, the same. And then I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh. And then I it's notice funny their where facial expressions, mm-hmm. when they're, you can tell that they're pissed off or maybe stressed they exactly, or whatever. And you can see it. And then the ones that are having fun, I'm having fun for them. Yeah. And it just shines through. Absolutely. It's like undeniable. Yeah. And I think that, like I've just absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, so thank you for that. Thank yeah. You for that. Maybe, it's funny because Justin, my other half, yeah. he's like, he does not like judging. <gasps> he, he finds not? it so stressful. Because it's so fast <laughs> with all the numbers <laughs> yeah. and then the crossovers. Yeah. And then I remember going, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. So and it's it, not everyone's thing, but if it's, it's your easy. thing, like, I think no. it's not easy. People think, oh, you're judging. You just put a number on a piece of paper. No, 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 no. Yeah. There is a sign. Like there is a whole There's thing. There's a formula There's going a on. whole thing to it. And you've, you've got to have some uh, some brain capacity to do yeah, it. You, you can't do. be a bit airy-fairy because you'll yeah. just go all over the place. I have the Red Bulls like sitting there. Yeah. I'm smashing them. Smashing them. Yeah, just. But then you got to go to the toilet. See, that was nah, my issue. No, I hold issue. it. I hold I it. Because when I need to wee, I like get really like, I don't know. It's like I get laser focused when I need to wee. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure. Yeah, yeah. I freaking yeah. love it. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure having it you has. here today. Thank you so much for having me. You're I've so had welcome. a blast in Sydney. I've had a blast at the studio. Thank um, you. It's the, it's. Uh, one of its kind, nothing is like this anywhere in the world. So if you haven't been to APS, like, why not? Thank you. And if people need to find you on Instagram, it's... Just at my posing coach. My That's posing me. coach. Yep. And then Amy is also taking bookings, uh, obviously, through contact her through that page or you're welcome to contact her. APS, through go through APS, APS yeah. Um, as well. And we have lots of things coming. Yeah. That's it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Amy. Ciao. Thank you, everyone, for listening. 